This is Lon Taylor, the Rambling Boy, broadcasting live from Marfa Public Radio Studios in downtown Marfa on this beautiful but somewhat chilly Friday in February. I will confess to having an abnormal interest in immigration. I am not an immigrant myself, nor am I the child of immigrants. The most recent of my ancestors to immigrate to America was a great-great-grandfather who left England in the 1830s because, according to my grandmother, he was criticized in church for taking his children for walks on Sundays. There were probably economic reasons, too, because he is listed as a laborer on the passenger list of the ship that brought him to New York, in spite of my grandmother's insistence that he was a prominent attorney in England. My other ancestors all came from England before the American Revolution, and probably included the thief and the tart that Stephen Benson Bonet said once formed half of the first families of Virginia. I am what xenophobes call a 100% red-blooded American, and what Comber people describe as an old-stock American. Yet, I have always been fascinated by people who have given up everything familiar to cross an ocean or walk through jungles and across deserts to seek a better life here. It seems to me that America has always been strengthened by immigrants, by people who are here because they want to be here and made a sacrifice to come. So that is why my eye was caught by a headline in the New York Times for January 16th that said, the numbers show we need more immigration, not less. The headline was over an op-ed piece by Sheikha Dalmia, an immigrant from India, who is an analyst at the Reason Foundation, which identifies itself as promoting, quote, libertarian principles, including individual liberty, free markets, and the rule of law, unquote. Clearly not a nut liberal leftist organization. Dalmia's piece is the most reasonable thing that I have read in a long time about immigration, a subject about which an overwhelming amount of nonsense has been written. Dalmia begins by saying that, contrary to popular belief, our country is not being overwhelmed by immigrants, who currently constitute about 13.7% of our population, as opposed to 15% in 1900, an all-time high. Lebanon, she says, which had a population of 4.4 million in 2010 and has admitted a million Syrian refugees since then, or 23% of its population, might be said to be a country about to be overwhelmed by immigration. 
America's share of the foreign board, she points out, ranks 34th among the 50th wealthiest countries in the world. 20% of Canada's population are foreign-born, and 28% of Australia's. And no one is saying that those countries are overwhelmed by anything. In the six years between 2010 and 2016, the last year for which reliable figures have been made available, the number of foreign-born people in the United States, both legally and illegally, increased by six-tenths of one percent. Hardly overwhelming and hardly a crisis. This will be no news to anyone who lives in the Big Bend or anywhere along the border because we have not seen masses of immigrants with criminal intent wading across the Rio Grande or storming the bridges at El Paso, Laredo, or McAllen. You have to be a, you have to have a special view from the White House to see these. The rest of us know that an immigration crisis is pure hooey. But what comes next in Dalmio's piece may surprise you. It certainly surprised me. She argues that if we want our country to continue to grow we should be admitting a million more immigrants a year between now and 2050. Unless we do that, she says, our total workforce will grow by only three-tenths of one percent per year, not enough to sustain an annually expanding economy. This is due to a declining fertility rate among native-born white Americans. There will be 8 million fewer of us in 2035, as well as declining, not increasing, immigration rates from Mexico. After peaking in 2010, the number of Mexican immigrants in the United States declined by half a million people by 2016 and apprehensions of immigrants crossing the southern border illegally declined by 76% between 2000 and 2018. According to Dalmia, we need to find ways to encourage, not discourage, immigrants. Fear of immigration is an old American tradition that repeats itself with each cycle of immigration. Benjamin Franklin railed against the Germans coming to Pennsylvania when it was still a British colony, calling them the most ignorant, stupid sort of their own nation and saying that they would soon outnumber us and would never adopt our language or our customs. Sound familiar? Later it was the Irish they would never become Americans because they owed allegiance to the Pope. They would work for wages so low they would take jobs from native-born Americans whose families would then starve. Wheelbarrows were invented to teach Irishmen how to walk on two legs. Job advertisements in newspapers in the 1850s actually included the words, no Irish need apply.
Then it was the Chinese who were heathens and smoked opium. Then the Italians who were criminals and bomb-throwing anarchists. The staid New York Times in 1899 called Italian immigrants a pest without mitigation because they have transported to this country the lawless passions, the cutthroat practices, and the oath-bound secret societies of their native country. The Greeks who followed them were denounced as carriers of communicable diseases. The Eastern Europeans were likely to be Bolsheviks. Even the Finns came in for it. In 1912, the Astoria, Oregon Morning Astorium denounced the Finns who were pouring into the lower Columbia River Valley, including my wife's father, as dangerous radicals who should be banned from the country. All of these immigrant groups have been assimilated into the American population and all have brought gifts that have enriched and strengthened our culture. Now it is Mexicans and Central Americans who are a threat, even though third-generation Mexican-Americans have first names like Dylan and Gidget and are unable to speak Spanish. Who will be next? Perhaps it will be us old-stock Americans. After all, we are real troublemakers. We were the first immigrants, and we started a revolution against the King of England. You've been listening to Lon Taylor, the Rambling Boy. I'll be back with another story at 11 a.m. next Friday. In the meantime, remember that you can read the Rambling Boy in the Big Ben Sentinel every Thursday. This program was made possible by a generous grant from the Summerlee Foundation's program in Texas history. <laughs>